Hello and welcome to Business at City Watch. I'm your host, Michael. I thank you for joining us and I remind you to uh, give us a like or a review wherever you happen to receive your podcasts. Uh, we are speaking today with Young Han of Owners. And Young, tell me a little bit about the, about the uh, company that you have. What do you set up to do and how do you help people every day? I um, am a business coach and I look to find business owners that are finding some success and struggling to keep up with it and really wondering how they can scale it and uh, turn their business into something that works for them versus them working for the business. Um, and that's kind of where I, uh, I specialize and I help these specific types of business owners um, scale up their business and put some systems and processes in place and help them take their expertise to the next level and start scaling themselves. Okay, sounds great. And one of the things I like best about you is that you are very much about keeping business and family separate and whole, which I know a lot of business owners have trouble doing and seems to get more and more complicated as the years go on here. I I want to talk about that second. First of all, let's talk about your build a successful business plan. Give me your basic tenets for that. How does that get started and how do you keep it going? There's uh, It starts with um, a mindset shift. And really, I can't, I can't express it, how important it is um, to really rethink the way you think about business. First and foremost, you really want to figure out what it is that you want in your personal life. So Although I'll answer your second question separate, it is the start of the business planning process. You need to figure out what you want in your personal life because then you can take that and build the business to serve yourself and figure out how it can support your personal goal. And then you work backwards from there in a very iterative process. So the mindset shift you have to make is to stop being an employee of your business and becoming a business owner that supports your personal life goals. And that's the first big mindset uh, uh, shift set mindset shift you need to make and the second one that you need to make is really around this iterative process so i know you're passionate about your business that's why you started it but really being a lot less more a lot less emotional and more pragmatic about testing new ideas in a very methodical and planned way so you can see what generates the best capital to be the best return on investment and the best returns overall to achieve your personal goals and with this kind of mentality and shift then we can go into the actual programming which is a rendition of the OKR system, which is a strategic planning system that a lot of Silicon Valley tech companies use. Uh, John Doerr made it famous by using it on Google when they were first starting, and I have a rendition of that that I use with service business owners, and it works insanely fast and insanely well, even more effectively on a service business than it does a tech Is it a situation where the people involved in the business uh, get so wrapped up in making the business work that they lose objectivity, or is it that the business itself kind of demands information and and uh, inf- and uh, process from them that they're not always prepared to give? It's all of the above, but I will give you one specific example that I see quite often, where business owners will um, project to the community, the customer, the employees what they want and what they perceive as valuable and what they're willing to charge or what they're willing to pay. And that's a big, big mistake. It's a big misnomer. And um, you typically start a business because you're passionate about it, you know a lot of stuff about it, and you take a leap of faith of trying to chase your passion for a living, and you end up becoming the customer, but up to a certain point, that works. 
may be able to make a really good living off of it, but you'll find yourself in a situation where you're working 80, 90 hours a week and it's all consuming because you have basically protected yourself into the customer's role and you found this customer to fit you. But in order to scale, you really need to have an objective view of your business. And um, it's the number one blocker that I find when I, when I coach businesses is that um, stop projecting your insecurities of pricing to your customers. Stop projecting what colors you think are right and and lower your uh, lower your demand on what that looks like and really listen to your customers to start scaling it beyond the core ICP that resonates specifically with you. Okay. Now, I want to go further into that, but I think what I'll do is take our break here, uh, come back, and then go into that, and then maybe talk a little bit about uh, getting to your first million as well. So we will be right back after this. City Watch on the Air, heard locally and worldwide on iHeartRadio.com, takes you through the ins and outs of business, exactly what your business needs to showcase your product or service. And we can do it for as little as $10 a week. If you don't believe me, text Prove It to 310-291-2790. That's Prove It to 310-291-2790. Okay, we are back with Young Han, and we're talking about how to build a successful business, how to keep your business and family uh, separate, and the strategies involved in doing that. When we left, uh, we were talking about the fact that most people become so invested in making their business work that the business actually works, but then everything else kind of suffers, yeah? Sorry, Mike, I didn't get the last part of that. I said, I said people get involved so much in making the business work that they lose their objectivity about everything else. Everything else kind of suffers. Yeah, that's, that's, what, I was, uh, that's what I was saying as an example of, uh, of something that I see a lot. Is, uh, it's a common misstep and a mistake. Okay, now I want to talk about that too and then about getting to the uh, separating the two between the business and family. But in your... Uh, literature, you talk a lot about the first million situation. Uh, walk me through that and tell me how that came about. I, I have found that, you know, um, there's like these two major trenches that have happened when I've been building my businesses. And the first real big trench is, you know, getting it off, um, getting it off the ground and getting it, getting your first set of customers, getting notoriety, getting some validation. And then you end up making, you know, a good amount of money, probably more than you've ever made in your life. And you're feeling very excited and and uh, very proud of yourself, but you start to look around and you can't seem to grow it. And this is really that second trench that I, I like to focus on when I find these business owners. And it's these business owners that can't seem to scale it beyond them being the specialist for the product. And, um, and it's a really, really hard part of the business to scale out of. And it gets a lot easier after the million dollars. So once you make a million dollars, obviously this number is a little bit different for different types of businesses, but and also lifestyles and geos, but give or take, the first million dollars really allows you to start hiring specialists and moving away from a generalist role, really starting the process of scaling your business because you now have enough revenue in the business to start hiring different departments and specialty roles, allowing you to scale. And that's why I really focus on that first million dollars. So how do they go about doing that? What's the first mindset they need? So there's like four, it's, uh, then it gets really tactical. So once you have the mindset, there's like four phases that like to run uh, business owners through. The first one is um, really around customer predictability models, a lot of price elasticity testing, um, a lot of CAC LTV calculations, and uh, just really doing a lot of tests to gather a lot of different data. 
the second thing is fiscal visibility, uh, really teaching business owners not only how to read lagging indicators like your accountant's P&L or your bookkeeper's you know, monthly reports, but also teaching them the skills on how to build forecast models. So actually building out leading indicators of their finances to project how much they're willing to risk uh, to gain what levels of uh, ROI. And so teaching them some fiscal modeling skills and strategy around financial uh, modeling. And then the third thing is really around product market fit and product margins. Uh, this one's a really big one, but really helping owners understand how to test for product market fit, how to offer new products that are ancillary to your product, and then how to calculate product margins. Because most of the times, you find out that these business owners have a special product that they like to sell, and then you find out that it's their least profitable product. And so really helping them understand the objectivity around that. Not to say that they shouldn't sell the most least profitable product, but knowing that will help you understand how to build out a sales mix and how to allocate marketing and spend so that you have a good percentage of income coming into your So once you get that part going, it immediately starts to unlock a lot more about your business. The second phase is really around skills matrices and how to like uh, qualify and quantify uh, employees' work. And you can start hiring your first entry-level employee or contractors. But this part is really teaching people the basics of HR and performance management. And then phase three is really what I call a manager-coach mentor process where we help them Learn the skills of developing leaders so you can start raising some of your employees up to be leaders. And that's a process that I call you start by first being a manager for them and then you move into being a coach for them, ultimately becoming a mentor where they're actually coming up with problems and solutions and you're just being a mentor to them. And then the last phase wraps up into uh, where you're at a million dollars and now you can kind of pick and choose what vertical or horizontal that you think you can take advantage of based on the fact that you're a million dollar business. Okay, we're going we're gonna to take one last break here, then we'll come back and kind of try and wrap this up for folks. Uh, so we'll be right back after this. City Watch on the Air, heard locally and worldwide on iHeartRadio.com, takes you through the ins and outs of business, exactly what your business needs to showcase your product or service. And we can do it for as little as $10 a week. If you don't believe me, text Prove It to 310-291-2790. That's Prove It to 310-291-2790. Okay, we are back with Young Han, and we're talking about building successful business, how to reach that one million, and how to keep business and family separate. Uh, for those of you who are tuning in late, uh, you missed a really, really large chunk, but we're going to head now into uh, keeping business and family separate. Uh, Young, we talked about this a little bit at the beginning and that a lot of people are so busy working on the business that they lose the perspective on family and other things. How do you go about keeping the business running, keeping it fired up, while at the same time not losing family, friends, and the rest of your life? Well, this is like the age-old question of, you know, how do you prioritize your time and and how do you manage priorities and, and, and that conflation of resources and time being the most valuable resource, right? That's the age-old question that everyone's trying to solve for. It's how do you how do you price your time? And I think that for me, it's, it's really around like figuring out what you want from your business and going back to your personal goals. And the reason why I even started to develop this process and framework that I use for my own businesses is because I would build these businesses and then ultimately just emotionally and uh, mentally and physically just get so beat up after a few years of success because I was working in the business too much. And I um, started to figure out how to like overcome this because what I realized was 
if if the business can't operate without you, it's not really a good business. It's a job. And if the business can't grow without you, then it's definitely a business that's going to need your attention all the time. And you're going to always run up against this conflict of time versus um, uh, resources. And so I've kind of focused my energy over the last few years, you know, assimilating all my experiences and practicing through coaching clients and building out this process so I can achieve those two things. And that has allowed me the ability now to identify a number of leading and lagging indicators that track in five different departments of a business. And that gives me 80% efficacy so that I can run that business with very minimal time. And so I'm pretty confidently uh, able to run four service businesses of my own right now um, with less than eight hours a week. And I'm working on uh, getting it to the point where I can actually expect them to grow with or without me. And that's the part that I'm working on this year and next year. And during this process, I've also been helping quite a few clients do this uh, same thing as well, do the coaching process. And so I, I keep it separate by being really good systems builder and understanding that nothing's going to be perfect, especially when you start to outsource to other people. And I just focus on the things that matter to me. What are the 80% movement things? That I, what are the 20% of things that are going to make 80% of the impact? And really focusing on those key indicators and uh, measuring those measuring those um, indicators to people. Well, Young Han, I appreciate you being with us on on Business at City Watch. For those of you who would like more information from you, where can they look? Uh, best place is to go uh, to my website. Uh, it's brand new. It's still on a landing page. We're going to formally launch it at the end of May, but it's www.owners.club. So owners with the plural dot club. Sounds terrific, Young Han. Thank you for being with us. And I remind the rest of you to believe in yourself. If you don't, no one else will. And we will speak with you next time. Mm -hmm.